The following program is brought to you by Gallant Media Enterprises. Welcome. It's a wonderful afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance Now, Now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finances. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Welcome to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. I am your hostess, Maria Lopez. I am the founder of Gallant Accountants and Advisors, which is an accounting and tax professional services firm, and we work with business owners in South Florida and in the 50 states. I am a Florida CPA, a speaker, and a financial planner. We provide our clients with peace of mind and the financial tools so that they can focus on the things that matter to them the most, such as increasing sales, doubling sales, tripling sales, growing their business, and spending more quality time on their business and also with their families. You can visit our website at bymarialopez.com or you can contact me at 305-697-9730. Again, that telephone number is 305-697-9730. And today is a very special day. I'm joined by three special ladies, Oxy Rodriguez and Wanda Miles, my co-hostess for today. Welcome, ladies. Greetings. Oh. Happy day to you. Thank you. <laughs> and also, we have our guest speaker for today, Sandy Fernandez. Sandy is a former bank officer and a business owner and a founder of Karmic Currency. You may remember Sandy because she was here with us back in June, right, Sandy? Yeah, just feels like yesterday. I Well... <laughs> August 1st, Sandy. I know, right? Time flies when you're having fun. Time to cross the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Took me an hour to get here today. So Sandy lives in the city of Miami Beach. That's why we're talking about crossing the bridge. Yes, yes, yes. My favorite place. Yes. Sandy is a Ricky Master yoga teacher and a mortgage loan officer. After 21 years in the banking industry, Sandy took her own advice. I sure did. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and she founded her own business called Karmic Currency. In another day, we'll talk a little bit about how that Karmic Currency, the name of it, was founded. Yes. Right? Because you told me the story. Very mm-hmm. interesting. And Karmic Currency is basically the energy behind business and finance. So welcome, Sandy. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Wanda. Thank you, Oxy. And everybody listening. Yes, yes. So today we have a powerful segment because today we're going to talk about something very interesting that has to we all deal with, and that's money. Not just finances, but Mm -hmm. I know, right? (laughs) Money, because it's everything. We make purchases with it every day, whether we use the bills, the currency that we probably no longer carry in our wallets or Mm -hmm. purses, but now we use debit credits and PayPal and all yeah. sorts of different mediums. Mm-hmm. So, Sandy, you were with us back in June. I was talking a little bit about that. And today we want to talk about our money story. But before we begin to dive into this topic, I want to highlight your expertise in the financial services industry. Working with many clients and customers in South Florida, you were in the banking industry, correct? Yeah, yeah, for 21 years. For 21 mm-hmm. years, Sandy. That's amazing. That's excellent. What is the nature of your business today? What is karmic currency? So like you said, karmic currency is the energy behind business and finance. So basically I do coaching, consulting. I help clients manifest abundance and create wealth by uncovering their money mindset and using specifically chakra energy for them to understand the areas where they're blocked and they're nice. not able to manifest or live the life that they want. Manifest abundance. Is that? Tell me a little bit about that. Is that like asking for what you want verbally out loud? 
Is that affirmation? Yes. Can you just briefly describe it? So manifesting lady has become quite the little buzzword uh-huh. and everybody loves yes, to say it. I love so it too. people almost think that they can manifest a pint of Ben, ben and Jerry's right into their lap. Can I open the ocean or something yes. like that? Yeah, you, you, maybe. I'm not really sure. It depends how much <laughs> you truly believe that you can. The power really, of the mind. Exactly. Because manifesting really is about um, it's about your belief system. It's about truly connecting and believing and understanding what it is that you want, why you mm. want that, and how you're going to create that. Love it. And that also, you can do something like that with your financial lifestyle, Oh, absolutely. Correct? absolutely. And with every aspect of your life, absolutely. pretty much. If with everything, yes. Now, last Saturday, I attended your workshop. It was an awesome event. You had a workshop near Win- the Winwood area. Mm-hmm. And the topic of presentation was about our money mindset mm-hmm. and chakras. Yes. As it relates to chakras. I think last June, when you were here, we talked a little bit about chakras. We did. And uh, today, we really want to talk about the mindset part of it and our money story. Stories. So, mm-hmm. but I remember during that presentation last weekend, you had a great group of people in the audience that were sharing their money story. Question, Sandy: Is our money story usually created in our childhood, or when would you say it's generally created? Our money story begins at childhood. Um, just mm-hmm. like everything that we learn, say it you know, all begins in the childhood. Ex- it? True, exactly. Wanda, yes. everything begins in the. Childhood. It begins at the beginning. Exactly. At the beginning, <laughs> when you were born. Right. <laughs> That's exactly how you know everything true, happens. I mean, true. we're learning to walk, talk, and everything that we learn about money, we learn mm-hmm. from our parents. We learn based on our experiences, based on you know what our what our life circumstances are. So yes, right. there is possible though for you to have several different money stories. When I've done this workshop, mm. I do uncover that people sometimes have one, two, three different money stories, as we mm-hmm. kind of mentioned before we went on air. Sometimes life, you know, steers life. us a different direction and then we either, you know, come from nothing and then all of a sudden have everything or maybe we have everything and then go from nothing. So, I right. mean, there's there's so many different ways that you can be shaped. But do you believe that our earlier, our first money stories, perhaps the, perhaps the strongest one? Yes. The mm-hmm. more the one that's mostly yes. more more embedding or in our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, right, absolutely. Because right. when we're kids, that's when we're learning. That's when our right. mind is most open to uh, to interpret and to gauge unconsciously and to mm-hmm. have that submerged into your mind. So absolutely. So that's very important and very critical that when when we have children around us and we have conversations about money. It's very, it's, we have to become aware that they are Mm -hmm. always listening and watching. Yeah. Right. Correct. Because that's what, that's what happened to all of us. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. We're always listening and watching and whatever dad and mom said or cousins and family members and grandparents and teachers in school and everyone in the, in the general public, actually Mm -hmm. in the general audience, whatever Mm -hmm. you see out there. It's part of your story of life and your money story. Yeah, absolutely. Most parents are so concerned with, you know, not cussing in front of their kids or, you know, not doing inappropriate things, but they never really think about how their behaviors with money and how what they're training and what they're teaching their kids. Right. And then briefly, in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about your money story and my money story. (laughs) So that's going to be very interesting. But I've also noted that when we say, for example, money is, and then you ask someone or we ask someone, Mm -hmm. fill in the blank. Generally, that statement is completed by each and every one of us, right? That's a personal statement that we all, we all fill in. Yep. What I notice is that the statement, for example, money is hard to get, or money is plenty, or whatever might be the perception of the individual about money, 
is that their money story and that money story is basically tied to their first experiences in life with money. Absolutely. And we were saying that that is correct. And then mm -hmm. you're saying that there are also several money stories that we build on, like from our teenage years mm -hmm. and early early adulthood as well. Mm -hmm. And then later on, we can modify our money story. And that's what, one of the things that I also want to talk about during the, during the show today. Mm -hmm. Sandy, in your own words, what is the most likely outcome of our mindset and belief system? For example, if I say money is plenty, what would generally be my outlook of life and finances? So based on my experience, people who have a belief system where they feel that money is plentiful, this is more than likely going to be the person that usually has a lot of luck. This is the person mm. that's usually going to be, you know, if they you lost. You were saving that from me. <laughs> I was, I was. This is usually the person that, let's say if they, you know, lost a job or had to quit their job, right. they're going to bounce right back. You know, they're gotcha. going to they're gonna find another job because they're not concerned necessarily with what it is monetarily, mm. what it is that that money is providing. Absolutely true. Mm -hmm. What I find, Auxi, also in, in Sandy, is that when we say money is plentiful, is that, I am not attached right. to the currency itself, to the money itself, mm -hmm. because when there's attachment, I feel like I almost become like a collector of it, mm -hmm. and I don't get to use it wisely, I don't get to enjoy it, mm -hmm. I don't get to share it, mm -hmm. I don't get to give it or receive it, there's right. no current flow of it, right. like give and take, give but and take. But when you feel that it's plenty, then you're not concerned, exactly. because you know that you're gonna, you're gonna buy something, you're gonna buy a gift for a friend, and you're gonna get that back. Of course, of so. course, yeah, it, 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 what goes around comes exactly. around, right? That, that's the, what the saying says. What about this other line? What if I say money does not grow on trees? What am I trying to say with that statement, really? I mean, well, obviously, money does not literally, you know, physically grow on trees, right? Well, don't we know this? Right. This is a fact, sadly, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right? right. Unfortunately, um, you know what? It's funny because this is this comment actually comes up very, very often in the mm -hmm. workshops. Um, and this usually this phrase specifically comes from people who have very hardworking parents mm -hmm. or yourself are a hard worker. So you typically adopt the mindset of I have to work hard for everything that I do. You don't True. necessarily believe that money is plentiful because for you, you associate mm -hmm. money with work or hard work. Yeah. So the harder you work, the more money that mentally you think that you're going to make. Right. So a lot of times, you know, people who, you know, believe that, and I don't want to just make a blank blanket statement, but this is, you know, your overworker, the person who's working over 40 hours, you mm -hmm. know, who's just nonstop, who's always thinking, I have to get to the office early, I have to, you know, I got to stay right. late. Because this is how you associate you know your your monetary is by hard work you know what i find also that sometimes when we focus on the details of any activity or behavior because we're so focused on the details like you said we have to fill in the 40 hours i have to do this i have got to do that i gotta make it there i gotta come here uh we're so focused on the details that we forget to the overall vision of it right i find that, that when we're focusing on the vision we're more comfortable mm -hmm. we're more at peace we're more relaxed yes it's true that the details gotta take care gotta gotta gotta, gotta taking care be taken care of mm -hmm. but when we're, we have a balance we need to have a balance between the overview and the details but that's where the mindset comes in exactly that mindset. is where the mm -hmm. mindset comes in and that's that's what we're gonna tell you today. Awesome. <laughs> so Sandy. <laughs> Come on, tell us. At, tell least, us. at least hopefully, hopefully that's what I'm gonna tell so you. So tell me, Sandy, let's talk about mindset. Let's talk about our mindset, our okay. mindset. So would you like to share with us 
your money story or your perception of money. So it's funny because um, when I finish writing the book, which is currently in editing and that'll be out very What's soon, the name of your book? It's called Karmic Currency, Your Chakras and Money. Beautiful. Um, so when I was writing it and I sent it to the editor, she actually sent it back to me and said I needed to add my money story. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I never thought about adding it in there. Yeah. So I had to really sit down and really think, you know, about which money story I was going to write about. And when mm. I, you know, sat down and I meditated and I thought about it, it's it's funny because my first money story has always been about my grandfather. Um, my grandfather, when he came from Cuba, uh, he was a journalist in Cuba, and then he came here and he started to sell mm. insurance. And um, we still have a family-owned insurance agency in Coral Gables, which is, you know, very okay. well known. Uh, but my grandfather started it. And I remember as a little girl sitting mm -hmm. in his office, he had this beautiful mahogany desk and I would sit there and I would use his phone and I would use his, you know, legal pad and, you know, write all these things. And, right. and um, you know, my, my money story was really always associated with him and, and business and how, mm. you know, he always had this pressed suit and his briefcase and he had, right. you know, his Cadillac DeVille was, you know, very nice. And he was always, you know, just so pressed and, and right. proper perfect awesome and you know that that for me was the beginning of the money story and how he took care of our family and he so, took care of my mom and he took right. care of my grandmother he and was a provider he was the provider mm -hmm. and so if i ask you based on that real life experience that you share with us money is fill in the blank sandy money is energy a energy and money flows freely Okay. Money okay. flows freely. Would you say that's the perception that you felt at that time when you were a child that when there was it, something special about it definitely was when I was mm -hmm. a kid because right. I never I never really had to worry about money. Everything was just always taken care of provided. for us. Everything was always given to us. We never had to worry about anything. It wasn't until I got older that my grandfather passed away and then mm. life, you know, kind of shapes you and takes you through different different things and then you have to learn right. you know, a different process. And that's like a whole other money story. Um, but now mm. I realize that my money story is still very much that little girl that you know relied on on my grandfather right. and you know just played in the office right yeah. what you would know? be your second money story or more your other significant money story that you think has influenced uh, your life that's for another radio show okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to bring you back for that one okay never mind so next time yeah next that's time. for another one yes this so, is how i get invited back did you yes, notice one i know did you notice there's a strategy <laughs> here all right all right so i'm going to share with you my money story that my money i believe that money is plentiful mm-hmm And I, I and I will. I'm going to tell you why I say that after the commercial break. So we're going to go now on a short commercial break, and we'll be right back to continue our conversation with Sandy Fernandez, founder of Karmic Currency. Maria M. Lopez is a Florida certified public accountant, public speaker in the areas of personal financial planning and holds a Florida insurance license. Maria is transforming the way South Florida thinks about their finances through her radio show, Abundance Now. Maria Lopez coaches on the areas of personal development and simplifies the complex U.S. financial system, providing the financial education, tools, and techniques for others to create the financial lifestyle of their dreams. 
Maria's passion is to create a wave of personal financial planning education that lends to a legacy of financial abundance to your children and grandchildren. Contact Maria at 305-697-9730, 305-697-9730 to explore opportunities and invite her to speaking engagements for your organization. Visit Maria's website at buymarialopez.com. We are back on Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. Today we have the pleasure of having with us Sandy Fernandez, mortgage loan officer and also a Reiki master and yoga teacher and founder of Karmic Currency. And today we're talking about what's our money story. What's your money story? Sandy should share with us mm-hmm. her money story, one of them, one of, of course. <laughs> the more relevant perhaps, right? Yes. The more relevant. So I was sharing with you, Sandy, two things. I want to tell you again that my money story is that money is plentiful. That's because when Mm -hmm. I was a child, that was a story, and I'll tell you why I say that. And also, the other thing that I want to talk about is, and ask you for your opinion, for your insight, is what does that mean in terms of my relationship with money based Mm -hmm. on that money story? So there's two things, our money story and our relationship with money. Mm -hmm. One, I believe, is the result of the other. Would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. Great. So my money story is that as a child and at home, my parents, my grandparents, we never, I never heard the conversation of money. In mm-hmm. fact, I don't think I ever heard the word money. Which is ironic that you're accounting and a CPA. Well, that's another story for another <laughs> show, Sandy, because I actually became an accountant, not because I, I chose accounting as a child, I didn't know what accounting accountants right. did. Uh, but I wanted to go into the business world because of many reasons that happened in, my, in me, myself, mm-hmm. as a child. Right. My mother has always been in the business industry. So, and right. I said, well, if I saw her, I figured it out. I could look like her. I could talk like her. I could right. be like her and never to worry about money. Yeah. Then it was a done deal. Yeah, like, so, like with my grandfather. There you and go. And playing behind the desk. And my other grandfather is a CPA as well. There so you it, go. That makes sense, see? Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. So my money story is that money is plentiful because mm-hmm. I was provided with everything. I never really... I had the 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 opportunity really that uh, the great opportunity that money was not a concern at home, mm-hmm. and, if, and if there was ever a concern, I never heard about it. I was not mm-hmm. part of the conversation, and because of that, what would be my relationship with money? What happened was that my relationship with money when I became in my 20s was that as I was earning money, became an accountant, I had my ma- earned my master's in taxes degree and started working for the largest public accounting firms in the world, I was earning a very nice salary. And of course, mm-hmm. I was spending my money also to buy the things that I like because money came easy. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? What, so what yeah. is my relationship with money then? So it's interesting because for, for a person who believes that money is plentiful and with your specific money story, it comes from the fact that because you never had to worry, mm-hmm. you never had to earn it. So when you had mm-hmm. to finally go out and earn it and you had it, you didn't know what to do with it because that's, gotcha. that's the other problem. And a lot of families do that, right? Because again, everything shapes us. So if you came from this you know type of a background where money was never spoken about and you were just cared for, then you go out into the real world and now, oh my God, I have to work. You know, yeah. there's there's a price. I have right. to I have to pre- provide some sort of service in order for someone to pay me mm-hmm. with, you know, money so that I can continue to live this lifestyle. Right. When you're a kid, it's given to you so you don't know how much it costs. My kids don't know. Now they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're no older. There are no responsibilities right. or obligation at but that time. But when kids are small, they don't know how oh, much a PS4 costs or how much a 
Apple computer mm-hmm. costs. They just know that you gave it to them. Right. It's not until they get older that they go, oh my God, this computer costs what? Yeah. You realize 12, it, right. $2,000, you know, and then now they're associating with that. So mm. when a person says money is plentiful, it's very, very tricky because these are the True. types of people that can slip up and find themselves in credit card debt, you know, in we a financial hole. We can spend it like hole. water, right. like water, like a, like, right. boom. Right, because you know that it's just going to come. I understand. I understand that very well. And that's another conversation, true, because that's one of the reasons why we have a high credit card debt in this country. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we talked about your money story and your relationship with money, Mm -hmm. my money story, my relationship with money. If I realize that that money story is not serving me because at one time in my life I was spending more than quote unquote I should have Mm -hmm. although I must share with you that for 26 years that I have been working in in my career I have always saved in my 401k plan continuously Mm -hmm. so imagine that compounding growth that's that's a beautiful thing something again that a lot of people don't do and they should take advantage of especially anyone who's very young if you can start contributing to the 401k if I would have done it when I started in banking Mm -hmm. at 18 you know, I mean, who knows what I what I would have had. Sure, at this sure, great savings. Yeah. yeah, especially now that the market is doing oh, so yeah. well. Well, and, and the market was doing well twenty at, at, years at ago different too. times yeah. at different you times know, in like everything in the else, right? Peaks up and, and down, valleys. up and down. So, what if I want to change my money story, Sandy? Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. How can I change my money stories to one that serves me best or better? Would you say that there's some steps? I, w- I was thinking initially, I'll share what the, the first step that I think want, has to happen is awareness. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you and I just having a conversation right. with our audience listening to us right now, right. so they can also practice and think of themselves. What is their money story? Do we have to become aware of our money story first? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. If you don't, if you don't become aware of your money story, then there's no way for you to fix it. Mm-hmm. Just like if you were sick and you didn't know what your diagnosis was, there's no way that the doctor can understand. treat you. That's true. So you have to be able to understand what your money mindset is and where it's coming from. Once you understand that, then you can see where this has been trading throughout your entire life and how to fix that. Okay, understand. Yeah, very well. And then let me ask you this, uh, what about uh, ownership? Do we have to have ownership of our money story? Yeah, absolutely. You need to absolutely take ownership of your money story. You need to be able to look at yourself, look at your surroundings, look at your past experiences and make a decision and see. Because a lot of times, if this happens since childhood, you can't necessarily take ownership for what happened to you, especially if you're a child. Mm -hmm. But if this has been impacting you, right, Right. throughout the rest of, you know, as you grew older, let's say you started making poor choices, you got into some credit card debt, let's say you had to file for bankruptcy. You know, these are things that people go through. At that point, now that you're aware of it, now you have to, yes, take ownership and say, listen, you know, I had some financial messiness in the past. Now I realize why Mm -hmm. I made these careless choices and these careless decisions. Sure. Now I can fix it. Now you're aware of where this is coming from energetically and subconsciously. So the next time that you go to the store that you want to buy something, now it triggers in your mind, wait a second, why am I buying this? You yeah. know, Absolutely. why am I getting this? And and Sandy, two things. In getting to our money story, is it like a peeling the onion um, example oh, scenario? Absolutely. So we have to like peel and peel and go mm-hmm. back all the way to our early childhood and try mm-hmm. to remember and say, aha, yeah. this is yeah. the one. This yeah. is the reason why I relate to money this way. Absolutely. I've been relating to money this way. Absolutely. And then the other thing that I find is also in addition to ownership is authorship. For example, we have to realize that I am the author, even though I was not consciously responsible for the money story that was 
created subconsciously in my mm-hmm. head, in my mind, but I was the author of, of it. And right. I, I started believing in it and taking mm-hmm. actions and behaviors according to it. Right. So just becoming aware that I was the author of it, even though it wasn't like, a, it's not a matter of responsibility, right. but I was the author of it. Yeah, and, and a lot of it too also comes, you have to also be willing to forgive yourself. Because a lot Good of times point. people carry a lot of guilt when it comes to money. They carry a lot of guilt. Either they feel guilty because they have more than others or they mm-hmm. feel guilty because, you know, they, they maybe they spent irresponsibly. Maybe they made poor choices. So you have to also really not just be the author, but you also need to forgive yourself so that you can move forward Beautiful. and acknowledge, you know what? I made a mistake. Yeah. I'm sorry to me. I'm sorry, you know, for mishandling the funds that were given to me. So that then you can correct it and then move forward, absolutely, and then write your own Keep story going. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we said awareness, ownership. I'm the author of it, forgiving myself, and then I'm ready to what? To create, to manifest my news. Uh, yes. Money story. Yes. To rewrite your rewrite story. Rewrite it. I and, love that. And not make the same mistakes, mm-hmm. which is you know most important. Again, once you're aware of it, mm-hmm. like for example, if you know that you're allergic to peanuts, you're not going to go and eat peanuts. You purposely right. go out of your way to say, make sure this doesn't have any, you know, peanut stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. you get sick. So it's the same thing. Once you create that awareness, now you're you're conscious of your right. behavior, so you can change it intentionally. And so I create my new money story, which everyone realistically, right, mm-hmm. a realistic money story that serves me best with intention and, and within, purpose. With intention and purpose, I love that. And then start taking the steps forward, the habits, creating mm-hmm. those new habits. Yeah. Sandy, we only have probably a minute left. What last message would you like to leave our audience with today? So I encourage um, anyone who has been struggling with patterns of behavior with their money uh, to maybe take a few minutes tonight and just meditate and really think about what their money story is. Beautiful. What was their first thoughts? What were their first relationships? And see how those same patterns continue to show up in their life today. Beautiful. Thank you, nice. Sandy. Thank you so much for that, Sandy. Thank you for having joined us today on Abundance Now with Marie M. Lopez. Where can people reach you, Sandy? So you can find me on my website at karmiccurrency.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, also under Karmic Currency. All my contact information is there. So I look forward to Beautiful. reaching out. Thank you. And I wish everyone a wonderful evening. Thank you, Thanks, Sandy. Guys. Thank you, Good Oxy. night. Thank you, Thank you everyone. Have Thank a good you. night. Bye-bye.